Episode 8, Midwest Baseball Rings. Happy holidays to everyone out there. Enjoy this episode. Follow us, like us, subscribe. Leave us a review. Everything, Episode 8, Midwest Baseball Rings. Here we go. Episode 8, Midwest Baseball Ranks, at it again right now, my guy Andrew Meyer. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Uh, not too much, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Episode 2 for you. How you liking it so far? It's it's fun, man. I'm learning a lot, you know, and it's great guests, you know, with with from the last show that, that we started with, with uh, Joe and from Benny Baseball, or Benny Elite, and, you know, Jeremy Bush from Naperville Renegades, man, those great guys, great guys. Just awesome, you know, awesome guests, I thought those were two of the better interviews we've had, you know, let's, let's kind of start off with that, let's recap those two guests, uh, you know, those are your first interviews, I'm going to give you first crack at it here, what'd you take away from those two guys? Man, it, you know, just the Naperville Renegades, man, they, they just go after it, and they do it the right way, you know, like, their training program, uh, and everything, they're, their willing, their willingness to play those top teams, um, go out there, started at, started younger, you know, stayed together, you know, that's 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 kind of what it's all about. And then, you know, the one thing that I got from from Joe with uh, Benny Elite man is is just the love that his family has for each other with yeah. his parent. He mentioned his parents and his brother all the time, and you know, the the one statement was. You know that he learned from his parents was that that failure is a stepping stone to success. Man, yep. that that just hit hard, and it's it's ringing through my ears. You know, <laughs> and everything. You know, daily, whenever I whenever I fail at something, I'm like, you know what? That means I'm a success. I'm I'm gonna succeed here pretty soon. Right, so. right. Joe did it. I could do it too. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I I think you nailed it. That that's you know that one thing that he said that. You know, I took away too, and it's uh, you know, it, it kind of sticks with you. And yeah, I love the fact that he mentioned his parents, you know, twenty times, and, and that was great to hear. And um, you know, we're we've all been in those roles, and all our guests are in those roles too. So you know, be supportive of your kids, man. It's uh, it's it's not a job for them. They're in this to you know to have fun and and grow together and, and have some fun. So it's not just a job for these kids. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, it it's just it. Dude, you got to have fun, but you got to do it the right way. And I think that those two coaches in particular, those two organizations, they're, they're, they want their kids to have fun. They understand that the younger ages, they're, they're just there to develop and, and everything. That, they're not trophy chasing. They're just, right. they want to develop the kid. Right. You know? Right. And I, I love, you know, Jeremy from Naperville, he talked about, you know, you could hear it in his voice that they truly are chasing top competition. They're not just, yeah, we'll go play the best, and, you know, they end up not doing anything. Yeah. You could tell that, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to play anyone, and I don't yeah. care. And he, he's a guy that, you know, I've seen it firsthand. He truly is throwing seven, eight, nine guys in a tournament, which is rare. You know, you got it's these teams that are rare. throwing three, four pitchers max on a weekend, yeah. which is just terrible. And um, he's a guy that, you know, if they go one in, one in pool play, he doesn't care because it's, it's all about bracket play for him on Sunday. Absolutely. You know, I, I, 
and that's that's huge, right? To have all those pictures. Like, let's go into that for a second. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, you know, to be able to have seven, eight, nine pitchers deep on a on a twelve man roster, like that's impressive. You know, the one thing that makes me cringe is you know you look at some of these game changers, the stats in the games. You're seeing 10, 12, 10 through twelve you kids throwing hundred plus pitches a weekend. Right. That's so much on their little arms, man. They're they're just not that developed yet. Right. So when you got a team like Naperville with the way that Jeremy does it, and he's got seven, eight, nine pitchers that he can throw at any given point, and that's not even saying he even said all my kids can pitch, right. but those seven, eight, nine kids are kind of your top kids, and that's. That's huge. That tells me that you're built to go deep into a tournament. You're not built just to win one game. Right. And the pool play means nothing to them. That's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's one of the top teams in the in the Midwest, in the country. And they're telling you, you know, point blank that, hey, it, it just doesn't mean much to me. We're going to come on Sunday and, and we're going to we're going to go for it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, great two guests there and you know, more great guests this uh this episode. We got uh who we got? We got uh uh Midwest Mafia coming on with us. We got John from over there. Um great interview with him and then we got the uh, the famous Tony Leonard from Motor City Hit Dogs over there in your yep. neck of the woods over there. And uh, Yeah, yeah, not even just my neck of the woods, you know. They're in yeah. they're in Arizona and you know, now they are in Ohio, and you know that's probably a good segue for where we're going. But yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, seeing as we're going to talk Ohio rankings in this show, you know it's uh, you know they're they're kind of all over the place, and apparently there's some big news coming from the Hit Dogs. Big news, apparently coming. big yes. news. Not sure what it was. Not sure what it is. You know, but you know, big news coming from the Hit Dogs that quote is going to shock the country right so yo stay stay tuned for that one yeah yeah clip that right there shock the country tony yep. uh he's a straightforward guy he shot it to us pretty straight and uh just yep. good people over there so two guests as always we always you know give you the best guests if uh if you know you guys know a great guest out there um and you know want to get on then you know let us know shoot us an email and uh, we'll go from there we're always welcome to you know putting good people on this podcast that's what it's all yep. about and yeah, uh absolutely. so yeah you mentioned you know ohio and um you know the great state of ohio and let's kind of kick it off with the 2021 end of season rankings for the state of ohio um great baseball state so let's let's kick it off with nine u yeah let's 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 just dive right into it you know we had five teams ranked in nine u um again you know if if you're a team out there that that thinks you should be on this list you know at, at this division you know Get on, get on Game Changer, you know, uh, promote your Facebook pages to us, you know, show us this stuff. But right now, um, we got the Midwest Prospects coming in at number five with the 24 and 10 ranking or 24 and 10 uh, uh, record. Solid ball club, real solid ball club. Uh, number four, Owen Tangy Sticks uh, coming in at 35 and 9. Number 3, Team Ohio, 59, 12 and 3. Really good, really good baseball team. They are they are a small ball team. You know, they they do some small ball stuff and we'll we'll get into that in a second here. Uh number 2, 
Our guy Nate Smith's team from Upper Arlington, the Upper Arlington Golden Bears, coming in at 39-9. and We had him on the show a couple couple episodes ago. Great, great organization, great dude. Awesome guy. Uh, and then coming in at number one, a uh, big reason for that is because this Springboro is the Springboro Panthers, 58-8. and eight. Big reason for them coming in over top of Upper Arlington is because Springboro beat Upper Arlington in, the, in their state tournament So uh, to win the championship. So, you know, those two teams right there, man, they, they go back and forth. You know, it, one thing that, that rings to me on this 9U rankings here, um, Upper Arlington, man, they're – they're a community-based team, right? You know, like they, it's like they don't take players from outside of Upper Arlington, right? Like all those players are gonna go to high school together, right? At the same high school, that's the same with Springboro. We're not talking about, you know, no offense to to any other team, you know, out there, Team Ohio's or anything like that that can pull from all over Cincinnati type thing. We're talking they only take players from their community. To play on their team, and they are solid. Yeah, ranked number one and two in in the state according to our rankings. Yeah, and you don't see that. You don't see that often, man. No, that's crazy. It, and, and it's you, insane. You talk about this top three. That's that's a strong top three you got there at night. Real strong. Yeah, real strong top three, y'all. Just y'all. Real strong, <laughs> real strong top three. And and you know, to be honest with you, just doing some research and stuff, you know. Up there, you you still have the both the Ohio Elite teams, the Ohio Elite Strauss, Ohio Elite Uton that that easily could be up in up in that area um, in the top five. You know, I know that Ohio Elite uh, Uton is now the Hit Dogs Uton. Uh, they they transferred over to the Hit Dogs now that they're down there. But I mean, there's there's some there's some real good ball. Play, being played in Ohio at this uh, at this age group. Yeah, I'm very impressed with it. And and you, you mentioned the state <laughs> tournament. Um, you know, doing a little research there, that state tournament was pretty strong last year at every age, but that nine new age too. It's just you know yeah. you're getting the top dogs in that tournament. It was absolutely. Yeah, so congrats to those teams. Uh, hop over to uh, and another shout out. We got Nate, our guy. Uh, he's he's awesome, man. He's just a good person yeah. over there. He does a good job, and uh, we'll he, get him on again soon. Yeah, he does, you know, and again, you know, he was talking about his arm care program. Go check him out on on YouTube. Yeah. Follow that arm care program. This is this is a guy that's that that got that program and developed that program with some of the some of the best coaches around Ohio uh, and stuff, including himself. So he knows what he's talking about, man. Go go do it. Save your Kim's arms. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Uh, over to the ten U division, uh, number ten, Cincy Flames coming in. Um, number nine, Kane Zinc. Number eight, Gem City. Number seven, Midland Wahoos. Number six, right over back to Upper Arlington Bears Gold. Uh, again, another you know, showing yeah. for them just being you know not that big powerhouse type of team, yeah. but you know not afraid to be up there. Can you imagine what these high school teams are going to be like? Yeah, Can you, right. Like if Upper Arlington or Springsboro don't doesn't win state championships at the high school level for their high school, like right. I'd be shocked. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you. I I, I had a, a, a someone I'm not going to reveal my source here um, that is not related to the program uh, from that told me I had I had this wrong here and that Upper Arlington is a top four team at this 10U division. So we'll have to give us some thoughts um, and get us the looks and check hey, this team out some more next. We year. will 
definitely do our research coming yeah, out. Absolutely. Um, number five, we had Jackson County Black Sox 40-4 and four record. Number four, five-star Midwest 44-18. and 18. Number three, PYO Patriots 41-10-2. Number two, Ohio Nationals 53-12-3 on the season for Ohio Nationals. Shout out to Mike Chaney. He's the head coach over there. Does a great job. He's got a heck of a ball club, and that team just grinds. They hit the ball all over the place, um, and just great ball team over there. Uh, And your number one team at the 10U division is none other than Ohio City Baseball Club. Another shout out, uh, Matt Retton, who's on the podcast a couple episodes ago. They finished with a record of 41-8-1 while playing a national schedule. They came in at number one for the 10U rankings in the Midwest. Uh, this team is special, man. They went and played competition. They uh, they were in uh, Perfect Game World Series. They shot right over to uh, the Travel Ball Select World Series. They uh, they were down at Super Select in Indy. They were not afraid of competition, and this team is pretty special, Andrew. Yeah, they – and look at their record. I mean, you, you just named off three of the biggest tournaments of the year. Right. Right there, and they only lost eight games. <laughs> you know, like – right. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, they finished as I, 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 number one seed, I think, in in perfect game, uh, and they were upset in in the first round, I believe. But they did, you know, undefeated. Just in getting play. that seed. Yeah, just right. Just, just going undefeated. That's a win play. in itself for for yeah. for a Midwest team coming down there playing teams from Georgia and Florida and stuff. Just to get the number one seed, right? That's a win for the Midwest. Sure is. I couldn't agree. Going undefeated, and you know, I want I wanted to highlight these two teams here at number one and number two. Um, you have Ohio City baseball, which finished at number one in our Midwest rankings, and you had Ohio Nationals that finished number five in our Midwest rankings. Yeah. And these two teams are never afraid to play each other. I know they specifically do three game series with each other. So their record, it doesn't matter to them. You know, they just they want to play good competition, and that's yeah. what it's about, man. It's it's it, they're not afraid to play anyone. They're not afraid to go zero and three on a day. They just want to they just want to play good competition. Well, let's let's be honest. I mean, why even keep the score? Why even why even you know why even keep the record? I mean that those two teams going at it with each other, man. That's a joint practice at that point yeah, for them. Like right. that's just. I mean, you could almost do with those two teams. They're so similar to each other. They could they could almost do intramural like <laughs> inner like, squad. Yeah, yeah. hey, yeah, inner squad. Like, hey, I'm gonna take these five kids from your team and mix them with my yeah. five kids on this. You know, do that. Right? Like, why not? Right. Well, they gotta have a little bragging rights, right? Oh, for <laughs> sure. Winning 100%. the series, you gotta have a little bit of bragging rights. But <laughs> yeah, you know, for for the. For the coaches alone. Right, but, right, right. <laughs> but, hey, you know, I want to talk about Cincy Flames real quick at yeah, number 10. Yeah, yeah. 24-26-1. They had a losing season, people. Still ranked number 10. Yeah, great point. And that's because they just played they, yep. good teams. Yep. And that that's not a not – their record being a losing season under 500 record is not a knock on them by any – by any means, that is just us seeing that the 26 games that they lost, it's because they either played a really good team before that or they played a really good team that game. Right. You know, they're they're going at it. Right. And, that, and you know, Cincy Flames is one of the, 
uh, it's a national program. They've been around yep. forever, and uh, <laughs> you know that team's going to be good eventually. And again, like you said, yeah. it's, it's all about who you play. So I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point. It's not it's not about your record at the end of the day. Right. Let's right. Uh, hop over to 11U Division. Um, coming in at number 10, we had IVL Baseball. Number 9, we had the Rockford Peaches. Number 8, Cincy <laughs> Flames. Number 7, Team Ohio. Number 6, Ohio Elite. Number 5, Olentangy Sticks Black with the record of 31-15. and 15. Number 4, PYO Patriots 40-15-1. and 1. Number 3, Dayton Sting 57-20-3. Number 2, the Sluggers 43-15-5. And, and that puts your number 1 team from Ohio, Gem City with a record of 72-15-2, and, and they were also your number one team in the Midwest for the 11U rankings. Um, I, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want us to say about this team? I mean, uh, I mean, they played 88 games. <laughs> They've won like, 72 of them. Right. I mean, like, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm sorry, 89 games. They played 89 games. You know, like – it only lost 15 of them. <laughs> it lost 15 of them. Right. You know, that's the win percentage is incredible yeah. on that. You know, and again, it's not like they're just playing, yeah. you know, house right. level teams. Like these, these guys are going out and playing top teams still. And they're still winning at a ridiculously high percentage. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, like you said, they're they're playing a national schedule, and and with that record, it, it's unbelievable. And and you look at the in-state competition here: Sluggers forty-three fifteen, Dayton Sting fifty-seven twenty, PYO Patriots forty and fifteen. I mean, there's no slouches in this in this division in the state either. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're just walking no. over whoever. Right, right. I mean, look, we can go on to twelve U at this point. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's really right. no, yeah, yeah. there's no arguing that, and I don't think the sluggers are going to argue with it either. No, so right. it, yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy. And and you know, just real quick, this Gem City team at eleven U Midwest rankings, so they came in at number one. Number two, you had Motor City Hit Dogs. Number three, yeah. you had Naperville Renegades, and number four, you had the Canes Midwest. So I mean, it's just insane. That's a ridiculously I, loaded Midwest. We need to try to get all those teams to do a four-game series yes. Yes. with each other. Yes. Round Robin, you know, at some – some I don't care if it's in the parking lot. I just want to see <laughs> – I just want to see those guys go at it, all four of them. I'm with you on that. God, that's a strong <laughs> division. I love it. Yeah, like you said, I, I'm the 12U division because, yeah, Jump City, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 12U <laughs> rankings, end of the season for last season, end of uh, 2021. Number 10, we had the Ohio Freedom. Number nine, Cincy Flames. Number eight, Ohio Elite. That's Scott's team. Number seven, Fury Baseball. Number six, Sandusky Bay Scrappers. Number five, Ohio City Baseball Club. Number four, Ohio Nationals, 33-20-2. Number three, Cincy Spikes, 45-16-1. Number two, Ohio Elite. That's Andrew's team, 41-15-1. And your number one team at 12U for last season, Dayton Sting, record of 54, 17, and 1. You know, congrats, Dayton Sting. It's, uh, you know, it's a heck of a heck of a season you guys had. But the first thing that comes to mind to me is this division's pretty, pretty, you know, it's very competitive. Um, yeah. You know, any, it seems like anyone can go get anyone on any given day. And uh, it, it's, it's for anyone to take that number one ranking. Anyone can go get it from one to... Uh, seven, eight, nine, whatever it may yeah. be, anyone can go get it. 
I mean, I just think I think Ohio gets a bad rep for not having great baseball um, and stuff. But when you look at these top teams, man, they they're not bad baseball teams. They're very good baseball teams, you know. And and we're not even talking about eleven through twenty, right. you know. Like it's you know what. Uh, I would I would contend that and I would argue with anybody that Ohio is one of the top states in in the Midwest. It's strong. Um, it's strong for baseball. They're top to bottom. Yeah, you know, to me, I don't. It's like the top is is very very strong in each age level, and um, you know, not that the bottom's weak or anything. I think it's good, but you look at the top ranked teams in every age division yeah. and uh, giving them you know against possibly anyone else in the midwest yeah absolutely yeah it's just a uh, very competitive uh, i love this age division it could go anyway um both yeah. ohio elite teams in there um you got spread out all over the state so i'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that one this year i think this is a division to keep our eyes on here because i sooner or later our team's gonna start pulling away kind of like gem city did you figure yeah. maybe i'm wrong but you at sooner or later someone's gonna come in and kind of make a separation here yeah watch out for that ohio elite andrews team yeah right right i agree with you uh over to 13u rankings uh number 10 we had five star midwest number nine we had cbc marucci blackhawks number eight dayton sting number seven ohio kings Number six, Fielder's Choice. Number five, Ohio Elite. Number uh, record of thirty and fourteen. Number four, Brownlee Lookouts, 45, 10, and one. Number three, Cincy Flames, thirty-five, sixteen. Number two, Bo Jackson Elite, forty-nine, thirteen, and one. And number one for thirteen U last year, the River Bats at fifty-three, nine, and one. It just again the win percentage is ridiculous with that. Right, right. I agree, and um, you know, a thing that sticks out to me here is uh, Cincy Flames. Now, as you get older, this team starts to creep into things here. You know, being that yeah. national program, and here they come. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they they hung around at the younger ages. We had them at seven, eight, nine, um, and here we are, thirteen, getting ready for high school, and here they are creeping into the top three here. Yeah, and I think the the biggest takeaway that I get from from the Ohio rankings here, and maybe this is part of the reason why people don't view it Ohio as as some big time baseball you know factory is there's really not that one organization that that takes over at any age group you know like True. you know with <clears throat> with Michigan you know obviously hit dogs and stuff you know uh, you know it's Illinois you have you know, the Renegades and all that, like, you know those teams. You know at every division those guys are going to have right. top teams at every division. In Ohio, you don't have that. You have a bunch of almost, I mean, look, 11 you has got a team called the Rockford Peaches. Right, yeah, like, and they're not in no any No one other... knows who they are. Right. So no one's going to take them serious if they go to – an elite showcase tournament. No one's going to take them seriously and be like, this is, this is from a league of their own. Nobody knows <laughs> right. who these guys are. Like, what, what are we doing here? And then they come out and pop you in the mouth, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right, here they are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, I that I think you nailed it there. Yeah, the, the, the diversity is all over the place here. Um, 
Yeah, it's just you got different teams, different programs, different locations all over. Um, I, yeah, I think you nailed it. I, I mean, you got the different states, and um, each state has those two, three, four, five programs that are in the top five, pretty much age division, yeah. every age division. You don't have that here in Ohio. No. So no, you you don't. You know, you know, you you still see your Ohio elites. Sure, you know, sure. you still see you know those types of teams. Your team Ohio. You know, Cincy Flames start coming in late. Uh, and stuff, but it's not overwhelming. You know, the I think last week there was a, a time of, of the of the show that I was like, hey, surprise, surprise, here they are again. You yeah. know, you don't have that with Ohio. No, you don't. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going over it again right now. So you don't have any team or any program that's in the top two at more than one age level. And yeah. Um, that's that's crazy. Uh, it's, Talks to the parody of the state, right? Right. So, congrats to Ohio. It's uh, it's good to see some 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 uh, some all over the place here, and not just the same yeah. old, same old. And um, yeah. I love it. And let's uh, let's, let's give these teams a shout out over to the Midwest rankings. I'll fly through this real quick, but um, over to the nine U division, Springboro Panthers came in at number six in the country, and Upper Arlington came in at number thirteen in the country for nine U last season. Uh, over to Olentangy Sticks came in at 29, and 33 was the Midwest Prospects in in the Midwest, and that wrapped it up for 9U. Over to 10U for the Midwest rankings. Uh, like I said, Ohio City Baseball Club was our number one ranked team in the Midwest for last season. God, that that 10U division in the in the Midwest rankings is it's tough. Insane. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, insane. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'll tell you what. It's uh. I'm looking at it right now. Those top like Dude. twelve teams, ten of them are at like every tournament together. It's so Dude, it's just like they're on. beating the heck out of each other every weekend. I mean, we've talked about three and two hits multiple times yeah. for Michigan. I mean, they're ranked sixteenth on this. Yep, yeah, right, right. That's I mean, that's a loaded team. Right. Well, shout out to <clears> three <throat> and two hits. I've been hearing some good things about some pickups they made this season. Yeah, so. yeah, the big time pickups. Yeah, that's what two. I heard too. Big time pickups. Yep, I'm, I'm hearing the same things, and um, so I think when we when we hit up the preseason rankings, I I, I gotta see them sliding up a little bit. They, yeah, they're definitely gonna. Uh, we'll get into that later. I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> anything, but they're they're gonna be up there. They're right. they're gonna be a tough out. I agree completely. <laughs> uh, over to number five in the Midwest rankings was Ohio Nationals. Uh, two top team, two top five ranked teams here from Ohio. So. Pretty special to see. Um, number 22 is the PYO Panthers. 22 PYO Panthers. 28 five-star Midwest. Uh, 35 Jackson County Black Sox. Number 41. Oh, I'm sorry. Number 36 Upper Arlington. Upper Arlington Golden Bears there. They got like 10 names. Upper Arlington Junior Golden Bears. Yeah. Youth yeah, Association. Million I, think things. It, I think it's technically... Upper Arlington Junior Golden Bears, UAJGB, yeah. is what they are. It sounds about right. We're going to keep it sweet. We're just going to go with Upper Arlington. Sounds good. Uh, 41, we have the Midland Wahoos. Uh, 45, Gem City Throwbacks. And number 48, we had Kane Zink. 
Over to 11U, back-to-back for Ohio, um, both number one in the Midwest rankings. We got number one, uh, none other than Gem City uh, out of Ohio coming in at number one in the Midwest. Impressive from them. Yeah, very deserving. Yeah, and, and like I said, this top five, oh, man, that's that's, that's no joke. That is no don't, joke. That don't sleep five. on number six either. Yeah, so, right. Or, yeah. or seven. You got you got, so you got Upper Deck at six and Milwaukee Angels right behind yeah, them. Cedar Rapids Reds, top tier. Jesus. Man, yeah. It's just baseball <laughs> all around over here. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, wow. Uh, number 10, we had the Sluggers. Um, number 14, we had Dayton Sting. Down to number 23, PYO Patriots. Number 26, Olin Tangy Sticks Black. Number 29, Ohio Elite. Number 37, Team Ohio. Number 41, Cincy Flames. And number 47, uh, Rockford Peaches. Great name, huh? Uh, yeah, man. League of their own, Tom oh, Hanks. Yeah. Yep. No Love crying it. in baseball. It's a classic. Classic. <laughs> uh, over the 12U division, finally Ohio's out of the top spot over here. Uh, they, number 11, Dayton Sting. Uh, over to number 19, Ohio Elite. Number 20, Cincy Spikes. Down to number 28, the Ohio Nationals. Number 30, Ohio City Baseball Club. Number 41, Sandusky Bay Scrappers. And that is it for top 50 there, 12U. So finally out of the top ranked in the Midwest there. They, they decided yeah. to share it with another state here. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, How generous. Right, right. <laughs> uh, 13U division, give a shout-out to these teams here. Number four, the River Bats came in at number four. It's a good showing by them there. Uh, number 13, Bo Jackson Elite. And number 19, Cincy Flames. Again, making that run as we get older here. Yep. Here they come. Yep, yep. Number 33, Ohio Elite. Number 36, Fielder's Choice. Number 37, Ohio Kings. 38, Dayton Sting. And that wraps it up for the Midwest rankings. So, again, you know, we you brought it up. And you mentioned Ohio doesn't get the credit they, that they probably deserve. And uh, um, you see it in our rankings that, you know, we respect them as much as yeah. anyone out there. They're just they're yeah. great, great state and well, um, kind of all over the place. You don't know what yeah. team's going to be the best, but they're going to come and play no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we did miss a team on thirteen uh, U at coming at twenty three, the Brownlee Lookouts. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, sure did. So, Good call. You know, yeah, you know, uh, top to bottom, you know, especially the top, you're gonna you're gonna get good. Good baseball out of these guys you no know they're, they're gonna they're gonna give you their best you know they're they're good at a lot of things they're good at fundamentals they preach it um a lot of small ball um you know bunting for base hits you know that type of stuff like that's that's kind of what they're known for they're not they're not really these ohio teams you know and maybe i'm missing it someplace but you know, some of these Ohio teams, they're not known for home run hitters. You know, they're not known for for big-time arms throwing throwing 70-mile-an-hour gas at, at 12U or 11U. You know, they're, they're known for finesse pitching. They're known to hit their spots. They're known for great defense, and they're known for small ball. And right. that's probably why they don't get the love 
you know, that point. some of these other states get. Yeah, they're not flashy. They're not they're not going to no. wow you away, but <laughs> they just come in and take care of business. Yeah, take care of business, pack <clears> it up, <throat> and yeah, I could, couldn't agree more. And a perfect example, you got that Ohio City baseball club team going down to perfect game in Georgia. I, I guarantee you, teams weren't taking them serious, hitting the in the field with them, yeah. and then boom, yeah. smack you in the mouth, and see you later. Thanks for coming out. Yep, yep, yep. Have have a nice have a trip have a nice trip back home. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah. These Ohio boys just whooped up. On you down there yeah, so yep, yeah absolutely. I agree. so shout out to ohio we love you out there and uh looking forward to seeing you guys for this coming season um good people down there and you know we've had a couple of them on already and we'll have them on again that's for sure. first interview we'll tap into it right now got tony leonard from uh motor city hit dogs out of michigan man this is a great interview with a great guy who's well known in the area well known throughout the entire country uh, Motor City Hit Dogs, just one of the best programs, not just in the Midwest, but the entire country. And we're uh, we're glad to get this guy on, man. You know, just a wealth of knowledge and just a great stories, good interview, good vibes. Man, this is this was a fun one, and you guys are going to want to listen to this, that's for sure. Tony Leonard, Motor City Hit Dogs. If you don't follow them, follow them along. Go uh, check out their website, follow them on Game Changer and everything. They got great teams at every age level. But, again, this is an awesome interview. You guys are going to want to hear this one, and we're uh, glad to have them on so uh definitely definitely stick around listen to this one here we go let's go tony come on all right everybody welcome back i got on the line with me tony leonard out of motor city hit dogs out of michigan tony what's going on man fellas what's happening man Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, man. This is a guest we've been looking forward to. Motor City Hit Dogs from Michigan, one of the top programs in the Midwest, one of the top programs in the entire country. Everybody knows you guys. I want to start from the beginning. The first question I'm going to talk yeah. to you about is you guys are this national program here. You've built this name off. You know, talk about where this came from and all the hard work you guys have put in to, you know, get it to where it's at. Man, look, man, I, you know, um, my brother and I started it 18 years ago before I was like the hit dogs. I was the Michigan mud hens, you know, and uh, man, you know, we had one, uh, one tryout, had like 60 kids show up at the tryout, you know, picked our team and, you know, we were pretty green. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I went out and watched tournaments prior to, you know, getting into travel ball to see if, you know, if uh my own son could compete you know and i went out and watched and i'm like okay this is cool i could do this man you know and um yeah we did we did really well that first year and it just started to build and we got to a point where that group was like 13 years old i had um guys you you know like alex malzone i don't know if you guys remember him went to michigan yeah. for football mm -hmm. right um kyle randick just a bunch of guys nick Plummer, my nephew you know we were loaded up man i had a kid out of uh, louisville Trey Fall, this team was just, we were really, really good, man. So so how we got started with the with the hit dogs was we were playing, we would play up a lot with that team, you know. We were just mm -hmm. really, we were good, we were physical, you know, we were a big team. And um, when we were, when the hit dogs were 14, coached by John Salter, they had Matt Rupenthal. You remember Rupenthal went to Vanderbilt, right? They had oh, yeah. Rupenthal, all kinds of guys, Randy Ryder, um, Salter's kids. I mean, they they were really, really good. We ended up playing them the first time and tied them, right? It didn't sit too well with, with 
with them guys. <laughs> we ended up seeing them again. We ended up seeing them again in Toledo. We played we played in this 14U invite tournament. We were the only 13U team there. And lo and behold, man, we won the thing. Wow. You know, we, we won it. We beat the hit dogs, you know. Um, I don't know. When John Salter and I were out at Liberty Park, if you guys remember the old Liberty Park, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I don't know. We just started talking and he had said something to me like, you know, hey, why are we, you know, why are we chasing kids, man? You got, you know, he's like, you got the Macomb area um, locked down and I've got Bloomfield. Why don't we come together and build one program? And at the time, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. You know, and man, the next day I was, I was just thinking about it overnight and like, like, man, I want to build, I'd love to build something like East Cobb, you know, East mm -hmm. Cobb Astros had at the oh, time because yeah. they were, they were the program and still are a really good program. Right. You know, um, that was our goal. And we just, I don't know, we just put egos aside and we all met up and, um, you know, that's how we got started. You know, Joe Mooney got us a building and we just went from there. I think we started with six teams, you know, and it just grew legs from there, you know, and um, here we are today. 30, yeah, right. 30 teams and you know our secondary teams and third teams are pretty damn good you know yeah right in, in multiple so. states too you know you're not, oh yeah you're not just in michigan you're in ohio you're no. in arizona correct you know yeah like, yeah like you're all yeah, over ohio's place. just starting to ramp up now we got a great guy down there jason slack he's um been around forever man he's a super dude and really good coach so we're getting ready to um next year we'll really start ramping them guys up but right now we're uh we have four teams there and you know they're all pretty they're all pretty good competitive and you know we'll grow it out there as well and we got some other things in the mix i can't tell you yet but um i think you can announce next, it here next I, time you're on i, I, saw, it next week I saw your team yeah i saw your team i think in the next Facebook. week or two yeah it's gonna shock probably the whole country but we'll uh yeah we, we got a couple more uh a phone call to wrap things up and it'll be pretty cool man i'm excited, I'm excited about it so we'll, we'll, we'll have That's you on again up. and you'll announce it to the world yeah it's <laughs> coming up man yeah so you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. talked so, about yeah, that's how we know, got started that's how the hit dog yeah. started and we grew you know and here we are today yeah, I, I love it. You talk about you know the East Cobb Astros, and you know looking at it, that's a that's a big goal to be compared to you know East Cobb Astros out of Georgia, warm weather all, all the whole year round, and you guys had that goal for the Midwest, and you're as close as anyone to being East Cobb, you know, right on their level and everything. So you know, in your mind, I could tell when you were thinking that it wasn't crazy to you. You believed in it. Hundred percent, I did, man. One hundred percent, and like nothing was gonna stop any of us you know that it was you know john salter joe mooney my brother myself um chris stout you know those guys um rick golf you guys know rick oh right? yeah rick rick, runs you know travel we had right? rick on a couple he was weeks part ago. of it yep. man you know so like yeah. i mean we were like focused and we we knew we could do it you know we knew we had the talent here and it was just a matter of you know we got to train them the right way um in Yes, we did, man. We started going down there and we started beating these teams, you know. Right. We started beating California, which which is tough, man. Them them dudes down there are they're good, man. Right. You know, they're they're their fifth best team down there could be, you know, our number one team here, you know, at any sure. given day. That's that's just you know it's well, they, just great. They baseball. play nonstop. You yeah. know, that's oh. the thing about those warm weather states is that they can play all year long. We up here, we gotta go to an indoor facility someplace yeah. and yeah. you're restricted, you're restricted by the, the, 
the length of the field and, and everything else. And it's just, not, it's not the same, you know, seeing, no. seeing the ball fly in a, in a dome is completely different than seeing the ball fly in blue skies. hundred yeah. percent, man. Look, man, you know, it's, it's, we were, we were doing live hitting today, you know, um, our high school guys. And I like, I turned to my, my nephew, Nick was their plumber, you know, and I'm like, man, I go, why does it seem like we always don't hit very well indoors, you know? Right. And we just start talking about what you just said, you know? If we were outside, you know, once we go outside, we're we're good, you know? D the depth perception's different. But you know what, though? At the end of the day, you guys, did you ever think that – and it's just not our teams now, not just our program. We've got other teams in Michigan that are going mm -hmm. south. And, and, look, you know, we might not win it all, you know, win the whole thing which is fine, but we're going there and we're competing, right. you know, and um, we're not getting our teeth kicked in like we would have been back in, you know, 2004, 2005. We're actually, you know, you see our name, let's just say the hit dogs, you know, everybody knows they're in for a battle, you know, the, you, right. we're coming to fight you. We're, you know, we're gonna, you're in for a ball game, you know, before it was like, we would get laughed at. You know, they all, they, they wanted to play us. You know what I mean? Like they seen it. They seen the hit dogs on the schedule. Oh, great, man. You know, uh, well, it was before the hit dogs, the mud heads, but you know, right. they were like, you know, they had no respect for us. Now I don't think that you want to see us in pool play. Well, right? that's just it. Right. You know, like you, you said it right. You know, these Michigan teams, these Ohio teams, Illinois, Indiana's, we're starting to go down South. We're starting to seek out that competition, it, it, you know, and we're doing it early in the season as well. Yeah. And you know, we're going to the Tennessee's, we're going to the Kentucky's, we're going to Georgia and Florida and everything. And what you said, yeah. this is coming from Mortar City Hit Dogs owner. We're going down there and we might lose. We might not make okay. the finals and it's fine. That's okay. You know, it, it's, it's all about the experience for the kids, the, 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 the competition getting better. You know, it, that's what it's about. And I really like that you, that you said that of, of everybody. Yeah. I, I respect them all, man. I mean, we all know how it's from, from a coach's point of view, you know, how much time and effort we put into, into this, man. You know, it's nonstop. It's just not showing up for a two-hour practice. It's being on the phone. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, my phone is constantly ringing. I'm on my phone oh, yeah. constantly, which draws me away from my family, you know, my kids, you know, but it is it is what it is. And, you know, it's my passion. And, you know, um, yeah. you know, I'm glad to see, again, that, that all of us, you know, um, are competing, man. Right. Right. And you guys, you guys were kind of the, you know, the, the, the trendsetters of this, of going down south and competing. Yeah. So not just going down there competing, or, you know, being able to compete, being able to make a run at it. And we've had a couple guests on. We've had Ohio City Baseball Club and Naperville Renegades 12U. Um, oh, yeah. And those teams are kind of taking those approaches now, too, specifically. Yeah. They went to Perfect Game World Series. They went to U-Triple-S-A World Series. So, you know, shout out to you guys for paving that way kind of for all these other teams. Yeah, thank just you, go, man. go and play. Go and play. That's it, man. Just show up. Let's see what you got. Right. <laughs> you know, right. we'll see. Um, at the end of the day, we'll see who's you know, who's who. You know. Right. Yeah. When we step between the, the between the white lines, we'll see who's who. You know. Right. And so, you yeah. know, you talk about all these successful players that you've had in the program, you know, a ton of them go play college sports, you know, um, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of them, you know, what, what, what does it take to get to that next level? What do those guys do extra versus the normal kid that just, you know, goes on the field? I'll give you one word, man. Obsessed. Ooh, obsessed. I like that. 
I like that okay. a lot. I, I tell yep. my my own my own boys, my two boys, you have to become obsessed. This is this isn't just sports related. Now this is anything to do with life. You know, if you want to succeed at something, you better be obsessed with it. You know, and and that's what I tell my guys all the time, man. You want to be great. You want to be good. Anybody can be good. Anybody yep. can be good, but the goal is to be great. You know, the great guys are up here. The yeah. good guys are right in the middle. You know, what do you want to be? You know, if you're happy being in the middle, so be it. You know, but um, yeah, obsessed is the word I say, man. That's a you got to be obsessed with it, you know? Yep. I think you nailed it. That's, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know what to expect, but yeah. that was awesome. I liked it a lot. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, we talk about your organization. You've been doing it for 18, 18 years, correct? Yeah. That's that's about yeah. how long. Yeah. You know, and you have, uh, again, you have 30 teams. You have teams in Michigan on both sides of the, in the central area, on the west or on the east side. You have Ohio. You have Arizona. What's, what's some advice to, you know, maybe a younger organization, a small organization that's, that's, might not get all the way to your type of level of, of that many teams, but wants to be close to that level. What's What would be some advice that you'd give other organizations? Don't do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not I'm a I'm supportive wife. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding, you know. It's a lot. Listen, man. It's a, you know. This took is a lot of time. I mean, a lot of time, man. A lot of effort. I, I, I mean, without getting into my personal stuff, but you know, I remember coming home from a, a tournament out in Ohio um, where they had like, I think it was eight of the eight or ten of the top teams there. Right, I was there all the way. I told my wife, I'll be home probably five o'clock, dude. We're still playing at ten o'clock because it went into twelve innings the game, you know. And I'm calling her on the way home, and I'm, you know, she wasn't very happy, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's a lot of work, man. I mean, you got to be really, really committed, you know. Um, my my thing is this: what I would say to a young organization, man, you know, worry about worry about winning your your state first, you know. Worry about winning in state first before you even are to look outside the state. Because look, man, if you can't, if you're not top, if you're not the top three in your state, I mean, you're surely not. You, you know, you're not going to do anything going outside of it. You know, um, you got to take care of your in-state first. Once you take care of your in-state, then you can start spreading your wings, you know. Um, that, I mean, that was just basically what we did, right? We got to a point where, you know, I mean, not, not bragging purposes, but, you know, or, or being arrogant or anything. But, you know, hey, I mean, we know where we're at as a program, right. you know. And um it was time where we said, Hey, look, man, you know what? I think let's, you know, we, we pretty much are we've done what we could do here and we're going to continue to do it. Let's see what we can do outside of things. So it's actually keeping it fun. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's a challenge now to get these other States, you know, to get going to where, you know, we can build a good name, you know, um, all over the place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. So you got to walk before yeah. you got to walk before you run, right. Crawl yeah. before you walk, you know, basically is what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. you guys will get there, I'm sure. I mean, you did it with this state. I'm sure the other states will, will pile right in. I, I no doubt in that. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, for, for like the like you see your question was about these other organizations. Yeah, my, my answer to that is, you know, crawl before you walk, you know. Just baby you know, steps. take care of what you gotta take care of here first, man. And then go ahead and, and branch out if you're 
you know, if you get to where you're that, that, you know, that good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you talk about you, again, you have multiple facilities, you know, how, how do you manage that, man? Like, I know that it's a grind. I know, I know you clearly have a very supportive wife and stuff, but like, how do you, you know, how do you manage the, the multiple facility? You got, you got two in Michigan alone, you know, that, yeah. that you're managing and stuff. I'm sure there's trust yeah. in somebody, but how do you go about managing that? Listen, you got to have good guys around you, fellas. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, look, man, like, you know, in, in our, in our Rochester facility, we got awesome coaches, man. You know, I could name them all, everyone down the line. They're all really good coaches and they all are, you know, they all bleed, so to speak, right? Orange and blue, man. You know, they're in, they're in, they're in, they bought, they have bought in and they love the hit dog program. Right. So you got my answer to that is you have to have good guys around you. You know, Dishman is still running. Tom's still running the Ypsilanti building out there. You know, my brother, my brother goes out there three days a week and um, trains, you know, teams out there uh, with Tom, you know, while I hold down the fort in Rochester, you know. So, you know, you have to have like any business you run, any type of business, um, you have to, uh, you got to have good supporting cast around you because if you don't, it's never going to work. Yeah, it makes complete it's sense. It's never going to work, man. You got to yeah. have the same goals as you have. Right, all yeah. in together, and that's what's going to make it work. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, so my, my next question is, you guys have accomplished a ton. You've gone everywhere. You've you've done it all. What, what's next? What are the future goals for this program? Um, or is it just, you know, we're just going to keep grinding? I, you know, what's next for you guys? Yeah, I think, well, our, our next thing is, you know, again, is our, our goal right now is to build up, you know, the Ypsilanti end there. You know, we feel like we can, you know, get into Ohio, with it, with Yipsy being so close to there, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, the Toledo end of it. Right. Sure. And then our next one is going out to the Cincy, Cincy area and um, spreading our wings out there, which we've already started. You know, we're looking, we're looking to, um, for a building out there right now, you know, to, uh, to get that going. So we'll see, you know, um, our main focus again is Michigan. Sure. That's our main focus, making sure our people here are taken care of. And, you know, these kids are being trained, you know, our way, you know, um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's what's next. We're just gonna just gonna keep grinding and keep doing what we do, man. Yeah, you talk about you know the the grind that you guys do in the off season, the training, and without giving away the secret sauce and everything, you know what yeah. are you guys doing to prepare yourselves? Because you guys are you guys are ready to go when spring comes. You guys will go anywhere and play anyone. So we're um, we're ready, man. I mean, right, right. So we're, you know, kind of talk Look, about that. We're like, ready. Don't give yeah, the I mean, you know, yes. Away, right? just, listen, I mean, you know. You know, everybody has their beliefs and everybody trains their way. But, you know, we just, um, yeah, it's a culture. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the culture that we've built at the, at, you know, the hit dogs is, I guess a good way to explain it is like this. You, you almost feel guilty as a parent to miss a practice because you're in fear that I shouldn't say fear. I don't know if that's the right adjective or not, but you're you know, you don't want your kid to fall behind. Sure. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? yeah. So you don't want to miss. Right. You know, um, and it's just a culture. It's the culture that we've built there. You know, you come into the building and you can, you know, you can feel like the energy, you know, mm-hmm. you feel it. You just Special. feel yep. like, like we're, you know, you're getting after it in here. You know, this is, this isn't for the weak, you know, this is, this is, this is for the strong, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, I, I just, 
yeah, it's just you just feel it. You know, you feel, it's the culture that we built. You know, yeah, um, special. And it's too. awesome, actually. You know, I love what? that dude, because it keeps me on my toes. You know, yeah, if we were great. to come in there and it was lazy and slow and you know it put you to sleep and get boring. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It, a hundred percent. You know, like it, yeah. at the end of the day, it's high intensity practices, reps, 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 reps. You know, just just get after it. You know, pump yeah. some music in the building. Like let's let's get it. Let's let's get after it. You know, the 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 one thing that's always amazed me is is how talented these young kids are. You know, these, these days, it's, it's incredible. I mean, multi-sport athletes that do multiple travel sports and stuff like that. Is that, is that a, is that a positive for you on, on your end? Those, those multi-sport athletes and stuff, not just a baseball focus. Oh, for sure. Absolutely, man. Are you kidding me? I mean, you play, I mean, no, I don't feel like, you know, at this age, any kid should play just one sport, you know? Um, sooner or later, they're going to have to make their mind up when they get yeah. up into high school, right. you know, but for right now, God, come on guys. Remember when you were, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you know, it was awesome to know I, back when I was growing up. Um, yeah, I'm 51. I think I got you guys beat a little bit, but you know, when, when baseball, it was baseball season, then we went to football, you know, then we went to basketball. I didn't yep. have to worry about baseball season while basketball was going on, I was able to yeah. concentrate and focus on basketball, you yeah. know, and yeah. um, that was awesome. Like, I love that. That was a great part of my childhood that, and it's too bad that, you know, these kids can't, can't feel that because everything's turned into, you know, year round now, right? Yeah. you know, and we're just as guilty in baseball. Sure. You know, 100%. We're just as guilty in baseball, every yep. one of us, you know, yep. and it's, yep. it, you know, it's football. I remember football starting like, uh, like right before July, they do conditioning. I think now they're doing it in April, maybe. Yeah, spring, yeah. maybe well, March. I mean, you, know, you know, Lincoln's got that um, brand new big facility down there that they're. I mean, they're already training for football now, and their season yeah. just got over. So yeah, you know, and it's it's hard, man. I mean, it's hard for. I mean, it sucks. It really sucks for these kids because the pressure's on them, you know. And yeah. um, I know for myself, you guys, I don't do that. If my kid, my kids play multiple sports, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I encourage you to do that. If you miss a practice, you know, um, you're going to make it up some way, you know, come into the building and we leave it open for everybody. They got the key to the front door. You know, they're able to go there at midnight if they want, come get your work in then, you know, but I'm no way am I ever going to discourage uh, 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 any kid from playing multiple sports, you know, right. until a certain age, until yeah, a certain no, age right. where, you, where you have to. That's yep. great to hear. That's great to hear because it's one of those things that even a big organization with you, like you guys, even even as successful as as you know, ninety nine percent of your teams are and and everything, you know, you're you're still telling kids like, hey man, go go be a kid still. Like don't don't for sure, man. Don't bleed. It, it, like this is like it's not it's not the end of the world to to go play a soccer game during baseball practice. It's it's really it's okay. not. You're not going to miss anything in one in one in one practice. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, I mean, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. You're not going to lose your starting spot over. You know, um, it just, I just, yeah. I mean, I think well, Michigan such a big. I would time. hope that everybody does that. You know, I would hope yeah. that. I hope nobody puts that over any yeah. kid's head. Michigan's such a so. big time hockey state as well. So, like, we have. I'm sure you you've dealt with it. You have travel hockey players all over the yeah. place right now. Like it's it's a big time hockey state. So yeah. you know, I 
I agree with you. That's 100%. Hey, tell us tell us what it's like running a business with your brother. I'm sure you guys have bumped heads before and <laughs> no. stuff. Tell us, you know, you guys, you guys, I'm sure there's been some snowball fights outside the facility oh, every man, once in a dude, while. Type thing. You, oh my God, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I remember one time down in Florida when we used to play when the Elite World Series was at um, Why World of Sports. So, yeah, him mm-hmm. and I came to blows almost one time in front of everybody <laughs> over who we were going to pitch, you know? Oh, yeah. You know what? Listen, man. I mean, that's my twin, right? That's my I'm gonna have to bring, my... We're going to have to bring on Scott, too, to See, uh, oh, yeah. to, to, to refute anything, yeah. rebut anything yeah. that you yeah. said. So. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's my blood. That's my brother. That's my twin. Like, we, you know, we got a bond, right? I mean, I love him. And, you know, hey, man, do we get along all the time? No, nobody does. Nobody does. I mean, I'd be lying to you to tell you, oh, yeah, everything, you know, we get along great. No, no there's things that he likes to do. Would like to do, and there's things that I would like to do, but he get you know at the end of the day, we just you gotta compromise. It's okay, you know, and right. um, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's it's cool because you know we get to see each other all the time. You know, um, I got an older brother; I don't get to see him as much because I'm so busy with my regular job. I work at Chrysler, you know, and then and then baseball is a, a you know another job, right? You know, so um, it's 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 actually pretty cool, man. And then you know when you sit back and you know, I don't know if he ever does or not, but if you really sit back and think, wow, look what we've done. You yeah. know, this is pretty cool. Man. Together. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is pretty cool. You know, that's yeah, something so. that you guys will be able to take with each other for forever. Yeah. You know, like that. Yeah. This, is, it, this is us. When, even when you guys retire from coaching or retire from doing yeah. anything, like you're, I'm sure you guys are still going to be going to games and you're going to sit there and be oh like, my man, God. that's, that's us. Like that's, it's that's my blood. Guys. It's <laughs> in my blood. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never stop. I'll never stop. I, I love it too much, you know. Like if I'm in a wheelchair, buddy, I'm still going to be out there. You know, some facet I'm going to be watching baseball because I love it. It's yeah. the best sport in the world to me, you know. Right. Um, Hard not to be romantic about baseball. I love it, man. You know, I, the other people think it's boring. They can't watch a game. I could sit there all day long. Oh, yeah. Then you're oh. not watching the right things. That's what you I know, always I tell mean, people. Anybody that says it's it's boring, I say, okay, you get up there with a round bat trying to hit a round ball coming at you at 95 miles an hour. See what you in can all do shapes and sizes, right? <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Coming at you from all different angles, you know. <laughs> it's it's a monster, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. But it's, it's cool, man. Awesome. You know, yeah. it is. It's really cool. Um, again, do we get along all the time? No, heck, no, man. We right. don't. But you know, we get along enough to where um. You know, we know what uh, we know. What we need to do. You know, yeah, that that's special, man. That, that's that's pretty yeah. cool. We and we had uh, Joe Benny on uh, last week from Benny Elite in Wisconsin. Same yep. thing. Him and his brother own it, and uh, you know, it just seems like just special moments that these guys yeah. have. So you know, that's awesome for you guys. And yeah, um, yeah, really it's pretty, cool. it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so super cool. You know, we're going to hop into a little game here we do with all our guests. Have a little fun here. We're going to yeah. throw some random questions out at you, and you're going to give us quick answers, and uh, oh boy. we'll go from there. No no hard-hitting questions. They're all <laughs> oh fun. Oh, boy. So, here we go. Yeah, these, these <laughs> we're coming at you here. We're starting off with the first one here. What's your favorite seed flavor? Barbecue. Okay. Okay. Old school. old school ridge. They have barbecues. The old school. That was that was me when I was growing up. I had yep. to have the barbecue. I love it. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, the Taco favorite Bell baseball. Ones good too, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> favorite baseball yeah. movie. Oh, by far, Bench Warmers. 
Oh, oh nice. man, I I would have never taken you for a bench warmer. No, oh my god, was, to me that's the <laughs> that that I love that movie, man. Do you it's know, I swear, I swear to God to you, I have on here written is bench warmers a good movie or not? And you said <laughs> really? yes. I I love that movie. That is I phenomenal. Love, oh my god, the movie's it, fantastic. Man. Yes, that's I, I the best answer it. we've yeah. ever gotten. You win the show. <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, you guys, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think, like, there's a misconception, like, you know, probably I'm always serious and, you know, baseball, baseball. Dude, I love that fun, man. You know, even when I'm coaching, like, we could be the most intense situation, and I'll look at my one coach. I'll say, hey, come here, man. And he'll come over to me, like, what, what, what? And I'll be like, how you feeling right now, man? You know, that's just me, man. I'm making jokes. I'm having fun. That's why I like bench warmers. I think it's hilarious. I ask, my, I, ask, I ask my players all the time who their girlfriend is, just, yeah. just oh, yeah. to loosen them up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's the best answer we've ever so, gotten. That, that's great. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. So what would be your walk-up song if you were for this upcoming season? Trick Daddy. You know who he is? Yeah. Take it to the house? No, no, Take um, it to the house or something? Let's go. Let's go. Okay. All right. If you want it, you can get it. Let me know. That's one. <laughs> that would be my walk-up, man. The added you know? version, though, right? The added version? Right, exactly, dude, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Or something what Eminem. Is... Probably something Eminem, too, you know? Yeah, you got to keep it still Motor City. For sure, yeah, right? True. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite pastime outside of baseball? Oh, boy. Favorite pastime. Oh, my goodness, man. I won the question. Anything sports, man. I like anything (laughs) sports. Anything sports. College football. I love college football. Oh, okay. Who are you taking in the playoffs? Well, I mean, I think it's going to be Bama. I can't. Man, I love Michigan, man. That's That's my school. That's my team. But no, I, th- I think it's going to be Alabama, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah I hope Georgia. not. I hope I'm wrong, man. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, hope you I'm just wrong. get some good game. I won't tell you who my team is then. Uh, you yeah. a Buckeye? You a Buckeye? Yes, sir. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I got a, I got a uh, one of my families from Cincinnati, right? Diehard Buckeyes, man. Diehard oh, yeah. Buckeyes, and he's just hating me so far. First year with me this year, he's hating me yeah. because I blow his phone up like every day, every other day with, you know, captions of Michigan winning the Big Ten and, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. an Illini guy. We got good colors, right? Blue and orange, right? Yeah, right? right. Yeah. Hey, we'll take it. So, That's right. Yeah. My next uh, question for you. Uh, would you rather an 8 a.m. game or 8 p.m. game? Say it one more, one more time. Uh, would you rather an 8 a.m. game or 8 p.m. game? Ooh. In the summer? 8 a.m. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. I like it. I like it. Fresh. 8 a.m. Get on with your day. Because if you play at 8 p.m., you play at 8 p.m., 8 p.m. is not 8 p.m. You all know we're not playing until 9, 930. Right? And then you're going to get the Sunday. Yep. And you're going to get the number one seat. You're playing at 8 (laughs) a.m. Yes. Right? You are correct. That's a a veteran answer right there. So, yeah. So, I'm going 8 a.m. all day long. Yeah, uh, a couple oh, more man. here I got for you. Uh, if you could coach one pro player in his younger days, who would it be? Derek Jeter. Okay, I like it. That's it's a Michigan guy answer, right? Oh man, my favorite player of all time. All right, I like it. I like it. Yep. 
Uh, two more for you. Could Babe Ruth hit the pitching that you see nowadays? Oh, sure. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it could. Okay. I think it's all relative, man. Right. You know, I think the pitchers back then were maybe not throwing as hard, but they were really good for that yeah. time era, you know? Right. I'm right. sure he wouldn't. I mean, I don't know about swinging no 44 ounce bat or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I you know what I'm saying I don't know how that one's gonna work out. Swinging right. the oak, the oak yeah. tree from the front yard. Yeah. Oh my god! You ever see the knot? You you go over Cooperstown and see his bat? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh yeah. my it's goodness, man. Yeah. I, I mean, he was a strong. That was a strong man. Yeah. Right. You know, right, we got was, two like more. You said it was a tree trunk. <laughs> it was literally a tree trunk. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I say he could hit it though. All right, I like it. I got one yep. more hard-hitting one for you here. So um, if you as a coach, if you had to play for your team, coaches have to play for your team, is that making your team better or worse? Better. Yeah, like you're getting in that <laughs> box, right? Didn't better. even think about it. Didn't even Not think even. about it. I played <laughs> like shortstop it. for a reason, fellas. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All yes, you sir. players out there, don't, don't yep. test Motor City. I um, tell them all the time I'll beat them. Yeah. <laughs> I love you know, they, no those kids like to talk junk you know that right oh i know right you got to keep oh, them yeah. ever we got all that social media man ever. they like to talk trash all the time <laughs> to us yeah oh yeah yeah uh, are they more so, talented than than um yeah you know i'll, I'll be the first one to admit my own son's better shortstop than i was right you know, but it is they didn't have the is. hard work like we did though no man, I mean it was we you know we only had two bats back. I only had two bats right. back then: the Black Magic oh, and the Green uh, Easton. And green yeah, Easton. we were playing with bottle caps, right? <laughs> That's what we were warming up with, right? Hundred <laughs> percent, man. I don't even remember a warm up, you know, right, right. I, uh, hitting wise. Anyway, well, right. no, you know like what? A- I was fortunate, you guys. I should take that back. I was fortunate. My coach actually had a batting cage uh, growing up in his backyard, man. Wow, get out of here! Really, awesome. I swear to God, Kevin Grijack. Well, th- that was the son's name. Jerry Grajek would have been the f- the father, but yeah, he had wow, a batting cage in his awesome. backyard. He made it all the way up to AAA, Richmond Braves. Okay, crossed yeah. the picket line. Crossed the picket line. Remember when they struck back in? Remember, yeah. probably ninety two. I think maybe 92. the White. I know the White Sox were the favorite something that like year. That. Yeah, crossed the picket line, man. He was he yeah. was like he was going to get called up. He was his average was like three three forty. 350 up in AAA, crossed the picket line. His agent told him not to. Dad told him to do it. And uh, they go, oh. they like come off of being on strike. And you know who the president of the union was at the time? No. Tom Glavin. Get out of here, really. Tom Glavin. True wow. story, man. man. Tom, Tom came up to him and said, so long as I'm here, you'll never see a day up here. And he really? never did. Wow. That's a true story, man. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Wow. Yes, man. That's what Glavin told him. You'll never see a day up here. That's and he never wow. did. And That's they didn't crazy. trade him. They wouldn't trade his contract. Oh, my God. And then he was stuck behind Fred Fred McGriff because Fred McGriff was at first base. Yeah. Yep. Good luck getting over that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God, man. Griff was uh, – he could hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Crime dog. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. got one more question for you here. We uh yes, we, we asked this to all our guests here. What's one moment for you when I say travel baseball that comes to mind that you'll never forget, whether it's a you know game winning hit or a championship oh, you won or whatever that is. Kind of that one I moment know it. that sticks with you. All right. I, I like know it. it. What is I it? know it. Um I, I know it off the bat, and this was this would have been at the Y World of Sports. You got a minute? Can I tell you the whole oh, story? Yeah, on we, the back? Oh, yeah, the we got yeah, 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 So yeah. like we were twelve years old. 
and um, we were playing against Banditos. You guys know out of Texas, yep, 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 right out of Texas, right? They had a they had a kid that was playing up in the 13s the whole season. They brought him down. They brought him down to play in the World Series. And this was this was when the uh, USSA ran the Elite Twenty Four. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the Elite Thirty Two or the Elite Forty something now. You right. know, um, it was Elite Twenty Four, and it was the Elite Twenty Four. You know, Luke and Baker was there. A lot of guys I rem- you know remember play- the coaching against um, uh, Cabron Cabron Hayes. You guys know Cabron Hayes yeah, from the movie. He was there. He played for his dad. You know, Charlie Hayes. He coached the uh, light the um, Texas Prospect Americans. Anyway, so we're playing against Banditos. Malzone's on the mound. It's a two-to-one game. We get into the last inning. Uh, zone's done. You know, he's tired. I bring in my my kid from Louisville. And two weeks prior, two weeks prior to this World Series, I um we were out of practice, and I showed him I showed him this trick play that I said, you know, we may never run this, but who knows, right? So what happens is the other team's got to have a runner at third base, okay? Okay. Third base, and you got to have two strikes on the batter, you know, either zero out or one out. Okay. So you're hoping you have to strike the batter out. Okay. So then from there, the catcher pops up, takes a couple steps like towards the dugout, flips the ball, but he rolls it towards second base. Okay. Okay. So now the third base coach and the and the player are they hopefully know the outs are we're thinking we're letting them think like we think it's three outs. Right. right. Oh, I see really where you're going with this. Else. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so the second baseman comes in, fields the ball, fires it home. The catcher just retreats back. Right. Everybody else is crashing in. So the verbal was crash. And I don't remember how I would say it, but I, I would say something with crash, you know? So right. Trey gets in there. We got two strikes on the batter, one out. Malzone calls timeout. Right. Malzone calls timeout. Goes to the mound. I look at my brother. I go, what is he doing, man? We just got two quick strikes on this kid. You know, I'm like, what's he doing? He's And Scott was like, ah, just let him be, dude. They're 12, right? <laughs> Damn. Like, Damn. Right? Goes back. He throws the ball. Strike three. Our catcher pops up. Rolls the ball. Me and my brother jump off the bucket. No. Literally, I swear <laughs> to God to you. I'm screaming. He's screaming. No, no. Bro, they fooled us. <laughs> they Malzone went to the mound and called the play. Wow! He, he called the play at twelve years old. I swear to God to you. I swear That's to God. So to you. awesome! They That's come awesome. running in. Second base fields the ball right. Throws it home. We get him out. Out number three. Colin McClellan. We we picked him up. Comes he strikes out. The kid from Louisville gets on first base. We've got the take side going on because you know we want him to throw a strike right. Kyle Randick's up the bat. I look at my brother at first. I do like this motion with my, you know, your hand and your neck, like take it off, take it off. Because what they're going to do is, you know, we, I was expecting him to throw fastball, you know, because they're worried about him getting down to second base and scoring position, right? Sure enough, man, Scott called timeout, told Kyle, you're going to get a fastball. Don't miss it. Walk off home run. We win the game. Wow. Get out I of swear here. to God, awesome. dude. Oh I swear God. to God, man. I swear that just speaks. That speaks to the confidence that the players had in you guys yeah. as well, and that speaks to the fact that you had co- that you have shown confidence in your players to be yeah. able to make that call on their own. Like that's that's what that's that was. isn't that amazing though. Like when you think about that, like how did a twelve year old like I, yeah. I I showed him that play. 
I showed him that play, and I didn't even think about it at that time. Right, right. And he calls timeout to tell you know to tell the infield, hey, this is what we're running. We're going right. to run. If we get the strikeout, this is what we're going to run. I, I think it's amazing. That guy, Alex Melzone, whenever he has kids, is going to be one hell of a coach, man. Yeah, he's yeah. unbelievable. The mind. But if he's doing that at twelve, that's that's special. That's a special. In type that of kind kid. of situation, you lose or you go home. Yeah, it was elimination. Right. You know, right. and down in Florida too. It's not you're not playing in a, a couple blocks away. This is this is the big dogs right here. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. So that was that's that is that is my ultimate. Like that is my favorite. That I can, you know, and then last year one of our guys hit a walk off against East Cobb down at nice. the the shipyard. That was cool too. So nice, that's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great yeah. moment, man. That's one of the best stories we've heard. That's a that's a special moment. There. Isn't that crazy? And I can't make that up, you guys. No, I mean, right, that's just right. Like the way it went down. I mean, right, that's the way it went down. I mean, that's how it happened. It's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. a great story, man. And yeah. uh, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we got to get to get to know here. Hey, listen, and I didn't come one. up with that play, by the way. I can't take credit for that. I stole it from somebody, Louis Perinello. <laughs> that well, it's yours now. Concealed security. Yeah, <laughs> he had that play. You okay. know, I just remembered it. You know, and I'm yeah. like, I'm going to put this play in just in case. What do you know? We used it. <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll tell you, Malzone is probably telling them that was his play. He made it up, right? <laughs> oh, man. He can tell him whatever he wants. He was an awesome exactly. kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> a joy to coach that kid, man. That's awesome. I love yeah, it. Well, yeah. hey, Tony, I appreciate you hopping on, man. I, uh, you know, I love to getting to know you a little bit more, hearing more about your program. You're always welcome on anytime you want to hop on. Anyone from your organization, we respect you guys and everything you do. And, um, you know, keep representing the Midwest well. Um, like I said, you guys are the, kind of the trendsetter to do this, and please keep doing it. And uh, we appreciate everything you do for travel baseball in the Midwest here. Man, thank you so much for having me on, guys. That was fun, man. Yeah. Awesome. Good. good luck to Abe. Good luck to both you guys, man. Good luck to your season. Hopefully, we see you guys out in the field, eh? Absolutely yeah. appreciate Sounds good it. good to me, man. Yeah, we'll stay in touch. We'll get you on again in a couple sure. months here. Would love to, man. Would love to, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Enjoy the night, fellas. Thanks, you, you too. As well. All right, guys. We'll see you, man. See you. Right, bye. Okay. Bye bye. I told you that was an uh, interview you guys are going to want to listen to. Uh, what, what a fun guy. Good vibes from him the entire interview. That was, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that one. Just like every interview we have, though, we're bringing on good vibes, good people. And uh, that was a fun one, man. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, with that being said, back-to-back -back interviews here. We're going to hop over to Aaron Lucan. He's with the Florence Y'alls Independent Baseball um, out of uh out of the kentucky area just uh another good dude man a lot of fun with this one he does it all for florence y'alls he's uh involved in running tournaments uh, at the youth age level and uh just a good person another one it's what it's all about i keep telling you guys we're gonna bring on good people here and that's what we continue to give you guys so with that being said let's hop into aaron here we go Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We have Aaron Lucan here on uh, with us from the Florence Y'alls. Aaron, how you doing, man? Doing great, Andrew. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really excited to have you on. Uh, we like to bring on uh, uh, you know folks that that run maybe a little bit smaller tournaments, uh, good tournaments that we want to get out there and the word out for. So, um, really excited to talk to you about this and everything. But first, I want to. I want to go over something real quick. Obviously, the state of Kentucky, and that's where you're from. 
uh, got hit really hard with uh, some tornadoes there uh, and everything. And I know that the Florence Yalls are doing something really special, uh, a tornado relief program. Is that, that correct? Could you go into that in a little bit? Yes, it is. Um, very unfortunate event that happened over the weekend. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now, but the tornadoes that ravaged through Mayfield, Kentucky, uh, absolutely devastating. Still more than 100 people unaccounted for. And, you know, we... We feel that we're Kentucky's team here in Florence, and we really wanted to do something to give back. And so we have taken one of our uh, signature pieces of merch, which is our our Commonwealth T-shirt. One of our logos, if you're not familiar, is a play on our Kentucky State seal. But instead of a frontiersman and a statesman, it features a baseball player and an umpire. And we are selling those shirts on our website, florenceyalls.com. And from now until December 25th, so Christmas Day, 100% of the proceeds of those shirt sales are going to go to the disaster relief and help the citizens of Mayfield as they try and rebuild and come up stronger than ever from this uh, devastating event. That's that's pretty special that you guys are doing that. Um, you know, so everybody out there, you know, go, go buy one of these t-shirts, these t-shirts, you know, this is, this is going to a good cause. Um, it's going to help these families, uh, um, who are suffering right now uh, and everything. So Aaron, you know, on behalf of the baseball world, on behalf of, you know, everybody that's listening, we, we appreciate what you guys are doing down there for your home state. Yeah, and mark mark me down for one, and uh, yeah, definitely go check them out. Where yeah, can absolutely. you find them again, Aaron? What's the website again? Our website is florenceyells.com. That's Y-A-L-L-S, and it will be right on the front banner there. Uh, there's a banner that says uh, Kentucky Strong. Perfect. Florenceyells.com, everybody. Again, that's florenceyells.com. Go get your T-shirt. Help out these families in, uh, in Kentucky. Um, with that being said, uh, again, really excited to have you on. I wanted to talk a little bit about your tournaments. Um, there, what are, just jumping into it here, what are some of the uh, difficulties in running your tournaments? Uh, or on the same note, you know, what are some of the positives of, of running these tournaments? You know, for us, I think that I thought about this as I was reading through it and on our end, there really aren't a ton of difficulties. I think that one of the biggest things that you kind of run into that every tournament director experiences is, of course, weather. But we've been able to kind of dodge that since we started running these tournaments on a larger scale a couple of years ago, actually, as a result of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic when our season was shelved and we were trying to find ways to stay viable. But yeah, weather was one of those big things, but thankfully we are a fully turfed playing surface and it's pretty new. It's only going into its fourth season, so the drainage system underneath it is still fantastic. So we'll have some challenges every now and again, but you can play through pretty much a hard rain. As long as you know the umpires feel that it's safe for everybody to be out there, then we can keep going. I mean, we had a tournament this past year, probably it's grown into our signature event called the Firework Frenzy. I'll give you an example. We had weather come through over the July 4th holiday. This was a big 48-team tournament. We had spread out to five different sites, and 
we were able to run it and get all the games in. Now we had to get pretty creative with some of the things we did out of the five sites we had, we had to add one, one or two more uh, that we hadn't originally, or we also had to play games at our ballpark starting at 7 a.m. and a game at 9 and 10 p.m. starting. So that was probably the one thing that we run into as far as a difficulty, but largely we're able to kind of dodge that, thankfully. Yeah, you know, you guys have a beautiful ballpark out there, and I think one of the cool things that, that you guys do is you set up the field in a pretty unique way. You know, you have three fields running um, on your main baseball field. So when you're at the at the tournament, you know, some of these kids get to sit in the dugout, the real dugout, the, you know, walk down the steps, you're down there, you know, you're, you're in the batter's box, the real batter's box. Can you, can you talk briefly about the experience for these kids? Um, and maybe that's one of the positives of, of the tournament itself. Oh, no, that was one of the things I definitely wanted to touch on, um, and I'm glad that you mentioned it. I just didn't want to ramble on. I do have a tendency to do that. I'm no, told. please, please, ramble <laughs> on, ramble on, please. But, uh, yeah, with our tournaments, uh, obviously with having the one facility, with high school age, we can get pretty creative. I mean, we have high school and collegiate fields in the area that we can send games out to once we feel that they're up to our standards. But for the younger guys – that's a little bit harder. I mean, with the turf, we're able to have a movable mound, of course, and movable base peg, so we can do all sorts of different things. But you can't really do that on a dirt field, as you well know. And we're pretty well landlocked right now. So we had to get creative. And this actually was born out of a league that we started running uh, through the month of March just to get uh, teams 9U through 11U, uh, just some reps out on, out on the field there and get them primed for their seasons. And we started thinking, well, you know, how can we do this? I mean, they're only using maybe 200 feet of the fence or feet of, of the field at most. So what else can we do? And when the new turf was being installed, that was going into my first offseason with the, uh, at the time, the Florence Freedom, because we went underwent a massive rebrand going into 2020. But at that time, still the Freedom, we were like, what can we do? And it came out to be, well, we can get creative and try these different fields. We started talking to folks, and eventually when the new turf was installed, had markings put in there that you can't see from, like, if you're sitting up in the stands or up in the press box or wherever, you can't see them, but markings for different base lengths, markings for a batter's box. Then we started researching. We found bone nets that would be perfect to set up de facto dugouts, and we use the Big Daddy Turtles if I'm sure coaches are familiar with those to keep foul balls from the secondary fields that are set up in the left and right field corners from uh, making their way back to the main field and keeping everybody safe. And then just the way the ballpark is set up, there's ample area for parents still to sit and see their kids and enjoy the games. And it just gives us more opportunity to be able to provide these experiences for these younger teams, 9U through 11U. For 9 and 10, we're able to do three fields at once. For 11, we are, since the field's expanded a little bit more, we can do two. Uh, and the thing with these two is that the fences are a little bit shorter. It's a little bit of a uh, of a shorter fence, like for 9 and 10U as an example. It's around 150 feet. But we do that on purpose because it also gives these kids a chance to swing for the fences and hit a home run on a professional field, whether they're on the main field, 
uh, with the dugouts and everything like our traditional field or one of these secondary ones. And it's turned out to be one of the coolest things I think uh, that we could have done and gotten numerous compliments on it. And over the uh, last couple of years of running tournaments in the league that way, we have been able to continually make it better and experience for everybody and um, just continue to, again, serve those, especially younger kids, because that's ultimately why we're there. And that's, that's got to be a pretty satisfying thing for you, right? You know, seeing, seeing the smiles on the kid's face, seeing, you know, hearing back from the parents talking about how, how much fun they had and stuff. Is there anything else in, in your mind that's, that's more satisfying to you than, than just seeing a kid smile on his face, walking into your stadium, seeing the fields and just being excited to be there? No, that is, I would say probably the one thing that keeps me going because of course in, you know, running tournaments as all these coaches and you guys well know, it's a lot of extra hours and you're doing all sorts of things and this is just added on top of it. But doing this, there's been nothing better that I've found. Seeing the kids' faces light up because a lot of times coaches won't tell them that they're coming to our stadium to come play. Even if they're local, then they've been there because especially at the younger ages, they think they equate that with going across the river to Great American Ballpark and playing. And there's nothing better than that than to get to see those reactions, especially if they do well and um, get to uh, chase their dreams on that kind of field and have that kind of experience. I love it. And parents love it too. It's a lot of fun to see their expressions. They get to, you know, have the full ballpark experience with their entire family um, parents certainly enjoy that they can have a uh, have a brew or two at their nine-year-old's baseball game. Um, so we're happy to accommodate that as well. And it even extends to other things that we do. I'm not sure if you guys, Andrew, are aware, but we also run a uh, T-ball and coach pitch league out of the ballpark as well for local kids to give them their first experience playing ball. It's just an instructional league. Actually, um, Prior to the pandemic, our players were involved as coaches, coaching in uniform. Um, and this year, that'll be coming back again. So in all the long hours that we put in, especially me, because I'm also a sales rep for our team, so and I'm the PA guy during the y'all's games. So I'm there pretty much 24-7 during the months of March through September, um, getting to put on that kind of show for everybody on a daily basis. It, it makes it all worth it for sure. Yeah. I I love to hear that. And you know, my question I had for you was originally, you know, what makes your tournaments different? And you kind of already talked about it being different of playing on the field and combining everything. So the feel I get from your tournaments to me is kind of like an AAU travel basketball tournament, how everything's kind of jammed in, in a good way. And it's high energy and, and everyone feeds off of it. So is the energy in the ballpark, you know, great because, you know, you got multiple teams right there and everyone's having a good time. So kind of talk about the energy there. Certainly. Uh, For those younger tournaments, that is definitely the case. And then once you get into bracket play, um, we have the opportunity to, you know, again, get back to the traditional ballpark, more of the traditional ballpark feel of having uh, of having music going and running the PA and having the kids have their names announced. And once you get past 11, you like I said, because that's the last age group that we will split the fields up for. um, It's it's always like that. So you get the smell of the hot dogs, you get the, uh, you get the, uh, 
shoot. I'm th- I was trying to think of the uh, put me in coach song. I can't think of the name of it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone just said. Center field, coach, right? center field. Center field. There it is. Yeah. You, you yeah, hear yeah, center yeah. field over the PA and uh, uh, get to put the extra mustard on the kids' names as they're coming up to the plate and they uh, and they ham it up uh, like they're walking to the plate like they're Mike Trout. So those types of things, it just adds to the entire experience and. For us, I think that's one of the things that really sets us apart. It uh, sets us apart is being able to recreate the ballpark experience like you would have at a Florence Yalls game um, for these younger guys and giving them memories, no matter the age, that they'll never forget. Right. Yeah. And those memories are so important at this young age and everything. And, you know, these are the tournaments that they hopefully remember for a long time. And, uh, you know, I love to see you guys being different there. Um, any, anything else that kind of separates you guys from other top tournaments? I mean, you already named a bunch of reasons, but anything else that comes to mind? Uh, um... I would say that probably the biggest thing for us is that the buy-in from our entire organization sets us apart. Like I said, we're minor league baseball first um, with the Yalls. But having an ownership group and administration that believes in having our ballpark be a crown jewel for youth baseball in the northern Kentucky, greater Cincinnati area, and really growing beyond uh, into the entire Midwest, that's huge. Being able to create those experiences for everybody, like I keep going back to, and you know, wanting to do those things, basically having an entire program, not just the tournaments, but the different leagues that I've mentioned, the T-ball and coach pitch league, the one that we run for um, youth teams that runs through the month of March to get them reps when they're getting going all the way up through the tournaments and round robins and things that we'll do because pretty much there's something going on there at the stadium, whether it's a tournament or not. If the y'alls are out of town and the weather is permitting, we're going to have some sort of youth baseball event there. So it could be just a 10U round robin if we've got a night off, T-ball league, or it could even go all the way up to collegiate woodbat. But we're going to do anything that we can to try and grow the game of baseball in our community. And I think that is a huge factor that sets us apart. And I, I, I completely agree with that. And the one thing that I can, I, I can tell – that you guys are really more about the kids and stuff is is your pricing on your tournaments. These are not guys. We're not talking about you know you're going to play at a major league ball stadium or even a minor league ball stadium and you're paying eight nine hundred dollars a tournament. You know like these nine and ten U tournaments are what three fifty four hundred dollars. You know they're not mm-hmm. they're not super expensive. So that. That, to me, tells me that your organization, the Florence Yalls, and you, Aaron, are more concerned about giving the kids a good experience. Yep. Yes. Like I said, it's all about creating that experience and uh, creating something that folks want to come back to, that kids and parents enjoyed so much collectively that they want to circle on their calendars. And if it works for their schedule, then by all means, they're going to do it. Um, the only thing that is kind of unfortunate for us is that it's all dependent on our Frontier League schedule, with the exception of some of the younger tournaments that will run through March and April, um, which is how early we can get started with the turf. But it's largely dependent after that on what our schedule shakes out to be. So some years we're able to add three or four more tournaments in before it's all said and done. But this year we've got 
a nine-game homestand to start the season, and then not a whole lot of other free weekends that we hadn't already planned on, so couldn't add a ton. But like I said, we'll try and supplement that just because we want to give as many opportunities to these kids as we can because it just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, and hats off to you, you know, for actually being true to that because uh, you see some of these tournaments, like Andrew said, with seven, eight hundred dollars, whatever it may be, and um, at that point you start to wonder who, who's in it for the right reasons, and and you guys are in it for the right reasons. Good cost. I mean, I I can't imagine what those costs. You're not. You guys aren't in this to get rich. So it's like you're, you actually are doing it for the kids and doing it for the game of baseball. So hats off to you guys. That's awesome, man. I, I love to hear that. And uh, you know, so you talk about you know you you work for the floor the the y'alls, which is one of the best names I've ever heard by the way phenomenal <laughs> name absolutely love it <laughs> you heard the story crazy. of the name by the way do you know where no. the name came from no i okay. need to know though <laughs> so do you are you familiar with the florence y'all water tower i have am you not, ever seen no. that okay well that's step one google that okay so when you're driving down 75 because our ballpark is located right off of i-75 we're 10 minutes down or 10 minutes south of downtown cincinnati there is a giant water tower, red and white candy stripe, look like, looks like a candy cane near Christmas, uh, called the Florence Yall Water Tower. Now, it didn't always say Florence Yall. Back in the 1970s, when the mall boom was taking place, there, every metropolitan area was getting a mall because it was the cool thing to do. Our mayor at the time, a gentleman by the name of Hop Ewing, had, uh, had gotten the uh, funding to go ahead with our big mall. It was a huge thing. Obviously, I wasn't alive yet, but I mean, it, the story lives on to this day, so it had to have been. And just the entire area kind of grew around it. And at the time, it said Florence Mall as a form of advertising. Kentucky Department of Transportation comes along, says, hey, you cannot advertise on the interstate. That's a little known thing about Kentucky. You'll drive through and you don't see a billboard because of that exact same reason. They said, this is a billboard. You can't have it. Well, he already spent all of his money on the mall and the water tower. So what's he going to do except get some white paint? He paints over the M. It becomes Florence Y'all. And suddenly Florence, Kentucky becomes the gateway to the South. And uh, it's kind of become our own moniker. Um, and even cooler too, that mayor's daughter is now the mayor of Florence. So it's still, it's still a family thing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so that's really cool. But, um, you look at the, uh, you look at the logo, like the way that it's shaped, it's kind of shaped like the state of Kentucky. The Y is right where Florence would fall or the star over the Y is right where the Florence would fall. Um, you've got the different logos, like I mentioned on the t-shirt earlier, um, the statesman and the, uh, the Indian and the Statesman, what they play on the umpire and the baseball player for us, that's the Kentucky State Seal. There's all sorts of little uh, little things. Another one of our secondary logos is a red and white bucket with a Y on it full of baseballs to emulate a KFC bucket of fried chicken. Um, there's, so many different, uh, there's so many different things uh, to, play off the, uh, to play off the state. Heck, even the colors. Those are based off of a picture of the uh, Florence Y'all water tower on a bright sunny day with a blue sky in the background. That's that's where the blue came that's from. Awesome. So that's it awesome. is. Uh, there is. Uh, there's your y'all. There's your y'all history lesson for the day, boys. <laughs> that's I like it. I, I was going to ask you a different question, but. This was way better. I'm glad I, it steered into this way because now I got a different question I'm going to ask you instead of my original okay. one here. So okay. all, I, I imagine you guys are pumping this all out in gear, right? I mean, this has got to be, you know, you got to have some good gear when it comes to this. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of the coolest things that came out of it, actually, there's a local brewery um, located on the west side of Cincinnati. 
uh, called 50 West. And they came along and um, our owner is a huge fan of IPAs. And uh, they came along and wanted to uh, give us our own beer. So we have the Y'all or Nothing IPA, uh, the uh, Blue Can, one of the best beers I've ever had. I'm not just plugging the company. I'm not an IPA guy, but I love that thing. Um, so there's that. And there's the merch sale skyrocketed when the name changed. And um, yeah. so it, uh, it was huge for that reason. Just everybody loved the quirkiness of it. And when we announced that we were going to be changing the name, initial reaction wasn't that great. Uh, the whole thing came about when new owners took the team over, wanted to revitalize some new energy into it and give us a name that was a little bit more unique to us. There was nothing wrong with the name Florence Freedom, but we wanted to have something that was a little bit more uniquely our own. And obviously, freedom was something we all have, and we're very grateful for that. But you also have to be careful as a result as to what you do with it. This gave us full creative license to to have some fun. And what is minor league baseball if it's not fun? I mean, you've got teams like the Rocket City Trash Pandas, the uh, Savannah Bananas, Hartford Yard Goats, um, Making Bacon. So <laughs> there's all sorts of crazy team names. And I just saw, I remembered all those names because there was actually just a podcast that did a draft of the best 30 minor league team names. And y'all were number one, just subtle flex there. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun and that's been definitely a cool experience to, uh, especially being so young in my uh, career in the sports industry to go through a full scale rebrand and kind of the ups and downs of that and uh, to have all the fun that comes along with it. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I I love like you know different things like that, and I'm gonna have to go get me a shirt or a hat. I'm gonna have to get down there to be honest with you. It's uh, I I'll be down there at some point. Yeah, Andrew, me and you got a road trip coming up soon, and we're gonna (laughs) go and have some fun down there. (laughs) Hey, then you can come visit me in the press box. Like I said, I'm the PA guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, (laughs) so PA guy and sales guy, you do it all over there, huh? Little bit, little bit. Um, one of the first tournaments I worked, I'll give you another story. Um, it was uh, the year I first got hired on. So I wasn't running the whole show yet and tournaments weren't really our total focus. They were just kind of a they were just kind of a thing we did on the side. I was uh, working a tournament with a guy. He had to go put out a fire somewhere else. I think he had some sort something go wrong at his apartment. So he had to leave and I'm the only guy there pretty much because it was pretty late in the day and I'm in the back rolling hot dogs, so making sure that we have enough food for this game that's about to end, and I also have to be the PA guy. So I've got a wireless mic behind the line. I'm yelling through the little window up front, hey, tell me when the next batter comes up, and they'll and they'll yell back to me while I'm making their hot dog, and then you'll just hear me booming over the PA, and then there's another hot dog again. Um, so there's uh, in minor league baseball, you wear a whole bunch of hats, and uh, it's it's a grind. But if you uh, if you love it, then you're going to have a blast. And we're just very lucky to also have a staff that is a uh, that's a great team, almost like a family. And uh, it's uh, it makes all the long hours worth it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's 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 those are some great stories. I, I love that. Um, so this part of the uh, the interview is kind of fun for us and fun for our fans uh, to okay. listen to. Um where I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Uh, Jim might have a couple as well at the end there um, for you. They're just fun. They're off the 
off the reservation, some of them, but uh, you'll answer them to your best of your ability, and then we'll go from there, all right? You ready? I'll do my best, yes. All right. What's your favorite sunflower seed? Uh, ranch. 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 Oh, that's a good one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of barbecue, but ranch is, ranch is pretty close there. Mm-hmm. Ranch and barbecue, so, old school for the old guys. I was going back and forth before the interview. I remember seeing that on the question sheet. I'm just like, well, I go back and forth. Which one really is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, second question. Who is your – you said that you're a PA guy. Who is your favorite all-time sports PA announcer? Sports PA announcer. Can't go wrong with Joe Zarehusen of the Cincinnati Reds. You guys have never heard him. Such a booming voice. Dude is absolutely iconic in the Queen City. I try and emulate him as much as I can. Actually, one of my uh, one of my dreams, if you will, is to get to spend a game in a PA or in the press box with him just to see how he does it. <laughs> I'd love to be able to see that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm I'm biased towards the Tigers being from Michigan, so Ernie Harwell is kind of my guy. Um, but I I can't argue with you on that one. I can't do it. Um, two more questions for me, and then if Jim's got any, we'll go ahead and go to him. Okay. If you could play any position in any sport, what position would it be? Any sport. Hmm. I would still have to, uh, I would have to go with starting pitcher. Just go with, uh, just go with that. You like the pressure. You like the pressure position. I Um, like it. See, I would have chose bullpen catcher because there's no pressure on them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last question. What is your, besides a PA announcer, what would be your all-time dream sports job? All-time dream sports job. This is one I've thought about quite a bit. Um, and I still don't have a good answer for it because it changes day by day. You meet so many cool people that you think to yourself, oh, it'd be really cool to have that job. You know, when I first learned that you could get a job in the sports industry, my dream job would have been, and probably still is, GM of the Reds, try and restore them to former glory. But uh I learned very quickly, I am not a numbers guy. I am not a sabermetrics guy. The extent of my GM career is going to be spent playing out-of-the-park baseball. <laughs> but uh, outside of that, um, then I learned that uh, sales and stuff like this was a thing. So it was uh, it was a pretty cool uh, – I was glad to hear that, I guess, that there was still something I could do that didn't involve math. <laughs> yeah, no one likes math. <laughs> I got I got a couple for you here. So you talk sure. about rolling hot dogs and everything. Uh, hot dog, ketchup on it or ketchup without it? What's the rule for you? Ketchup, mustard, relish. Ketchup, mustard, relish. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Chicago, and yeah, I like ketchup on my hot dog. You know, but you say it to the wrong people up here. You don't know what you're gonna get yourself involved <laughs> in. <laughs> Uh, so White Sox fan. Actually, actually, let me let me uh, let me rephrase that. I'm going to uh, I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here. I'm going to go the way of the Cincinnati cheese coning with mustard, skyline chili, shredded cheddar cheese. Yes, even yes. better. Yes, you haven't had Cincinnati chili. We will need to arrange that if you guys make a road trip down here as well. 
yeah. on it. Yeah. Hey, when do you want to book that trip for, Jim? Yeah, we're we're gonna have to get that on the schedule as soon as he gets off here. We're we're going down. We're go, we're getting in the in the box. Yeah, I'm available okay. next week. I will uh, I will send you a uh, I will send you our schedule. It just dropped yes. about a week ago, so we can uh, we can make that happen. Yes, definitely. Yeah, count us in. Uh, so you know, I'm a White Sox fan. We have two. I, Kind of iconic uh, announcers, one being Harry Carey. You a fan of or not a fan of? I would say, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Harry's a legend. Okay. And then from the other side, I'm a White Sox fan. We got a, a different type of announcer in Hawk Harrelson, um, who's one of my favorite ever. Uh, <laughs> fan of Hawk Harrelson or not? No hard feelings if you're not. I would say yes. I mean, if he's an, if, if an announcer is an icon to a city, you've got to respect that. I mm-hmm. You absolutely got to respect that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And uh, one more from me. So you talk about the Reds and everything. Your favorite uh, Reds player of all time? Favorite Reds player of all time. That's a tough one. Because um, there's so many players from the uh, from the bygone years that obviously I never got to see him play, but got to uh, got to grow up hearing about them from uh, from my mom and my grandparents. Um, but uh, current era, definitely Joey Votto, uh, future Hall of Famer right there, and just so quirky. It's it's awesome. Should um, be a first ballot guy. I would certainly hope so, the way the game's going. I mean, just the way he gets on base and everything else. Yeah. And then probably another one uh, from, again, the bygone era, Johnny Bench. That is just mm-hmm. – it was so many yeah. folks in my family, his favorite, uh, their favorite player when they were growing up. So you kind of get the, uh, it kind of rubs off on you and just greatest, one of the greats of all time. So, yep, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, we got one last question before we wrap this up for, uh, for this, uh, for the interview here. Um, what is one, and we ask everybody this, what is one memory that you have had about anything baseball that you just will never forget? I kind of narrowed it down to two, again, because I'm, I'm very indecisive when it comes to things like this. One, on a personal level, uh, just getting to live vicariously um, through the bygone era or the bygone era of the game through my grandfather. That's where my love of the game came from. My grandpa's 90 years old. So grew up watching so many legends in real time and also played, uh, also played semi pro ball here in the Cincinnati area, played overseas in, uh, the Korean war. Uh, so getting to hear all those stories and, um, hear about the game from a different perspective that way. That's where my love of the game came from. And that's ultimately the kind of the seed as to why I am where I am now. That's, that's uh, awesome. Shout out, shout out to grandpa, man. Shout yep. out to grandpa. Thank you for your service, everything. So if grandpa listens to this, shout out to grandpa. <laughs> Great. oh, he'll be, he'll be listening for sure. He, he won't know, uh, he won't know how I did it, but he'll be listening for sure. I'll, I'll play it for him. Um, so he'll appreciate the shout out. But uh, the other one uh, from my time with the Yalls, I guess, would be um, this past year when we won the West Division Championship and clinched our spots at the playoffs. I was. Uh, it was a Saturday night game. We had gone back and forth with another team in our league, the Evansville Otters. It was a back and forth race all season. And with this being the first year back from COVID, obviously, playoffs were a little bit different. 
and only one team from each division was uh, making the playoffs. And then the other two best, and then two from the other conference. So you had the four division winners in. So it was back and forth all season and came down to the last weekend. And after our Saturday night home games, we have post-game live music on our bandstand. And we keep the bar open. Everybody uh, sticks around. The players come down. Always a real good time. So we had won our game. We had done our job, did what we needed to do. And then we put the Evansville game on. They were playing another team, the Lake Erie Crushers, and ended up losing to them. And so we got to see that happen in real time. Uh, All the guys were down on the field with the champagne. I was upstairs in the press box, um, had already been celebrating prematurely, so that was a little bit interesting. But my owner sent me up there. He's like, you got to go up. we got to announce that we're about to clinch. And the band quits playing. The guys are down there, or the guys are down there, ready to go, ready to pop their uh, pop their bottles. And uh, they're waiting on me to give them the cue, telling everybody because everybody stuck around after that game night uh, that we had just clinched and that we had punched our ticket to the playoffs. So I was already amped up. I was maybe a drink or two in. Uh, we all were at that point, and uh, getting to. Uh, getting to yell that over the PA. I think I about broke the thing because I about leveled it out. Um, <laughs> so I'm surprised I didn't shoot out the speakers. But uh, everybody uh, everybody kind of waited for me. And then the celebration began, and I sprinted down there as quick as I could to get right in the middle of it. And uh, just that whole night, it was so much fun. Afterwards, we ended up at Waffle House at 3 a.m. It was amazing. <laughs> no better place to be. No it better was place to be. All night long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know it's a good that's night. Up. You end up at Waffle House at 3 a.m. That's what I said. Yes. And, now I get, and, and that's what everybody keeps reminding me, too. I don't remember much of that. but <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Aaron, Aaron, we really appreciate you coming on to the show, talking about your tournaments and everything. Everybody out there. Um, you know, check out the Florence Yalls. Go to FlorenceYalls.com, get yourself a t-shirt, help out the the great people in the state of Kentucky that are that are suffering here, and then check out the Florence Yalls tournaments, man. Great run tournament. You're going to deal with my dude Aaron here. So, Aaron, again, thank you for all the time uh, that, you, that you gave us here, and we're... we're We'll definitely have to have you back on maybe midseason, and we're we're coming down for those for those chili dogs and some PA announcements. You you got to get it right. They're cheese conies, chili dogs. Cheese co- I'm else. sorry, cheese conies. We'll do a live podcast. Yeah, do a live podcast from the PA booth before the game or something. <laughs> that Eating would be insane. That'd be awesome. Coney. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Yep. There we go. I'm in. <laughs> Awesome. Well, again, thank you for your time, Aaron, and uh, it was great talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate the opportunity. It was a blast. Appreciate it. Let's hop over into our next topic here. You, uh, we do a uh, tournament spotlight each and every single week here, and uh, I did want to hop over into this tournament that uh, JP Sports is putting on over in June, uh, June 24th through the 26th down in Peoria, Illinois. Um, they're taking over the Illinois State Championship. Uh, U-Triple-S-A sanction, that's the Global State Championship. So I do kind of want to highlight this. 
you know, JP Sports, John over there does a great job. And, um, you know, JP Sports is it's just kind of taking everyone by storm here. They've been around for a bit, but you're seeing the name pop up more and more and more and uh, a lot of tournaments out there. So, you know, this is definitely one I wanted to hop in and um, kind of discuss and, you know, get get the word out there a little bit. Yeah, you know, the one of the cool things that JP Sports is doing is is they're giving away those A2000s. You know, that's that's their trophy. You know, here's here's a brand new $350 mitt for you. You know, it's not a ring thing. It's it's not anything other than here's a mitt for you. Right. You know, and that's that's so cool that they're doing it, you know. Obviously, you know, they're these tournament companies if they're not making money they're not doing it right sure. you know but they're also spending money i mean those those myths aren't cheap no we no. all know that <laughs> you know, we all know that i have nightmares so, about it man <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean you, heck i don't know about your kid jim but but my kid's got like three mitts in his bag right now and i don't know why I, right but we just keep buying them <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So if I can get a fourth for free, yeah, you're damn I'm gonna right. sign up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I no, think and it's. I think it's super cool that they're taking over U Trip yeah. uh, over there. I think that that's that's super cool for them. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, you know, I've gotten to know those guys over there a little bit recently. We're gonna have John on in a in a week or two, and uh, they just they're they're good people over there. I think they're in it for the right reasons, and um, I'm excited to see what they do. You know, looking at this state tournament specifically, um, you got some big name teams here. You got Milwaukee Angels coming at all age divisions. Um, you got Upper Deck out of Illinois, obviously. You got the Cangelosi Sparks. Um, you got TBSA in Indians, which was the old Central Illinois Force. Um, you got Phenom, who's a great ball club down there. You got Benny Elite over there. Um, yeah. Man, I'm just going through it right now. Naperville Renegades, top tier Springfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see, they're, they're drawing these top teams again. So it's not like the teams are, you know, JP's taking over and, um, you know, and teams are falling out. It's like you're still getting the top teams here. Yeah, no, abs absolutely. You know, I, I do want to talk about something here, if, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm looking at these USSA tournaments, right? And you know, you see some of these other tournaments. I mean, they're filling up and they're filling up fast. But you go, you go look at the USSA stuff. Then why aren't teams registering for these? Good point. You know, like the the registration is. Not very high for USSA. You know, besides, you know, the USSA rocks, you know, at, at bullpen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at these, the registrations are are low for USSA, man. These, U-Trip is our sanctioning, is our governing body in, in travel baseball. Why are we not playing their tournaments? Is it is it an advertising thing for them? Is it... Yo, what is it like? I, I really want to dive into that and figure this out. That's a good question. I, you know, I, I you nailed it. I, I think uh, I, we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer, and why is it? It's uh, I think we need you know get as much feedback as we can from people. Yeah. Um, would love to get someone on from U Triple S A. Um, you know, whoever yeah. we can get on, you know, talk about this. And I don't know. I I could just be spitballing here, but sometimes when you're the big dog. Uh, sometimes you just think it comes to you naturally and you don't have to yeah. do the advertising maybe that's the maybe. reason um i don't know or do maybe it is like guys too like, do you think there's too many tournaments out there do oh you yeah think there's 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 this that 
you know, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, and then some of the teams, and I mean, we say it all the time, go chase, chase the top teams. Well, the problem is, is that when, when you are chasing the top teams, if the other top teams aren't registering, then you're not registering. And so then at that point, some of these U-trip tournaments potentially are going to cancel early because they don't have any registration for them when all along, you know, you, you were going to register for that tournament as a team. Right. Like, I guess my thing is here, teams, like, go register for your tournaments early. If you're a good team, teams will follow you as well. You don't always have to be the one sitting there saying, I'm going to wait and see where everybody's going. If the, if the proper teams aren't at your age group because they went someplace else, play up. Sure. I I agree with you a thousand percent. I got a counterpoint for you here, and I agree with you. But to me, I think we also have to do better with refund policy. So, hey, yes. if if I'm signed up for this tournament and there's two other teams that sign up and I'm a major team and they're double A teams, I'm not playing in that tournament and they don't want me to play in it and I don't want to play in it. It's right. We got to do better with refund policy. We right. can't do half right. credits or... No, quarter absolutely. It's, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, to be completely honest with you, you know, the refund policy is one thing, but you know, the other thing is, is if we cancel out of your tournament, don't come at us, <laughs> you right. know, and and basically blame us yeah. that we're the problem here. You know, we're you know we're trying to promote the the tournament and not us as in Midwest baseball ranks or anything. I'm talking right. about us as coaches or sure. us as parents or, or organizations. Kids, like don't, everything. Don't, yeah. yeah. Don't come at us and, and expect us to, you know, say, Oh no, you're right. You know, we got to do better yeah. though. Like the, and, and again, I do think that there's way too many tournaments out there. I do think oh, yeah. it's getting watered 100%. down a bit. You know, I do think that it's it's going to be tough and stuff. You know, I, I like what JP Sports did. JP Sports had their own tournament, but instead of just keeping on running their own tournament, they teamed up with U-Trip, and now they're a SA sanctioned tournament, and now you can get SA points for playing in a JP Sports tournament, yeah. and it's all through U-Trip. You know, that's what we should be doing. Like tournament directors, try to team up with the U trip. Yeah, I'm I'm sick of state. I'm sick or, or team up with anyone or whatever it takes to do something. Right. I'm, I'm so sick of relationships, bad relationships and bashing each other. Uh I, I mean, come on, guys, at the end of the day, it's about the kids, it's about getting the best talent um and playing the best we can and getting the most teams as possible. So, um put the BS aside and and just, you know, do it do it for each other. And, I think that's what JP's doing here. Um, yeah. Good people over there, and I think they care. And you could you could tell by the little things that they're doing here. So I think yeah. uh, I think it's going to be a good tournament for them. You know, they have a couple glove tournaments that they're putting on in Peoria, yeah. and uh, great facility over great there. Great facility, yeah. Great facility over there. It's, uh, it's awesome, awesome, mind blowingly good. Yeah, yeah. It's in the middle of Peoria, Illinois, and everything. So uh, Louisville Slugger. Yeah, it's yeah. you know. 
Yep, it's awesome. So, you know, definitely check, check these tournaments out. Um, shout out to those guys over at JP Sports. Playjpsports.com. Go check them out. And uh, like I said, we'll have John on in a couple weeks here with us. And he'll be talking some more about his tournaments. So we gave him a little early plug there. So Merry Christmas, John, and <laughs> JP Sports over there. <laughs> uh, so, you know, if, if you guys got a top tournament coming up, let us know. We're doing one per week, you know, spotlighting these top tournaments as we're building them up before the season. And uh, like I said, I mentioned it last week. Once we get the season rolling, I can't wait to do some, uh, you know, some tournament predictions when these big ones come around, you know, given our final four picks and everything. That's I'm yeah, excited. I mean, that. to be completely honest with you, dude, like this is this is fun what we're doing right here. Yeah, but it's gonna be a blast when we're sitting there saying, "Hey, I think this team yeah. is gonna be able to outplay this team," and you know, I I can't wait for that type of analysis. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that, <laughs> and uh, well, as soon as those big ones start coming around, we're gonna be diving in and giving those predictions. So I'm pumped for that. It'll be a good time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, what else on your end, Andrew? Anything on your mind? It's uh, you know, episode two for you. Um. We, we've officially decided to bring your contract back. So you are officially on the team. <laughs> Just kidding with you. Uh, you know, got some great feedback out there and, and Andrew joining the show. So um, we had to keep you. The fans said we, we need this guy. <laughs> I need to, I need to see who these fans actually are that are, that are saying that they need to, that they need to keep me around. <laughs> it, it was your, your kid and uh, your wife and yeah, yeah, yeah. your yeah, grandma, exactly. everyone. <laughs> exactly, 100%. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, I'm just, again, man, I, I'm i very humbled to be on the show and, and be able to talk travel baseball uh, and everything, especially, you know, rankings in the great state of Ohio uh, and stuff, you know, just, 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 Get after it, yeah, <laughs> you know. Like let's. Yeah. I, I'm so pumped up for baseball season. It's not even funny, you know. Like, and and my wife knows it. My kids know it. And <laughs> it, you know, I have MLB Network playing every day oh, yeah. <laughs> in the background. You know, just you know, I'm just pumped up for baseball season to come. I'm I'm ex I'm really hopeful that the MLB shuts this stuff. Yeah, you know, ends this lockout stuff real soon, right. so that we can get back to talking about it. But. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped up, you know. Shout out to all those tournament. I know that we just kind of went off on a tangent there with with tournaments and stuff, but you know, shout out to you tournament organizers. You know, it, it ain't easy doing what you're doing. You know, you're you're navigating what, especially in the Midwest. I mean, you're navigating weather, you're navigating parents, you're navigating coach coaches, you're navigating. There's just so much to it, you know, and. And quite frankly, there aren't enough fields out there for all these tournaments. So you're you're battling with other other tournaments and other teams and organizations to get the fields just to have our kids play. So I, I really respect the the tournament organizers that will make sure a tournament runs one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, that's and that's what it's all about. We're, we want to showcase you, too. So, you know, if you're running these tournaments on there, you're doing things right, we believe you're doing right, we'll put you on here and have yeah. talk some tournaments and give you some pub over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. 
Well, you know, that wraps up this episode, guys. It's, uh, you know, I, I love doing this. Like Andrew said, this is what it's all about. And uh, it's getting harder and harder to do as it gets colder and colder. But uh, baseball will be here soon enough. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, make sure you guys go check us out on uh, Instagram, Midwest Baseball Ranks, on Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Check out the website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. And uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to us, leaving us a good review. Hit that five-star button. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Midwest Baseball Ranks Podcast. We're going to be on YouTube real soon. You'll be able to see our pretty faces soon enough. I was just about to say that, too. You'll be able to see our pretty mugs. Yeah, yeah, they'll be in for a real surprise then. We're gonna, our viewership's going to go down a ton. Uh, we're going to finally understand what our wives have been telling us for years. Right. Yep, that's, that's going to be it. All right, Andrew, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick these guys up next week. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. we got some big guests coming. Big guests big coming. Guess. Andrew, yep. Andrew got some, got a couple big dogs coming from his way. He's been grinding on these interviews, so I'm excited to see. Uh, you guys will like them. You guys yeah, will like them. I can't wait, but we'll catch everyone next week. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later.